Live from Indianapolis, this is continuing coverage of the 2022 NFL Combine on Steelers Nation Radio. Welcome back. I'm Dale Lally here at the NFL Scouting Combine with Max Starks and Matt Williamson. Our Combine coverage is presented by First National Bank. Let's get started. Member FDIC. And uh, Matt, uh, you're... You're back after a little break there. Yeah. Uh, did did you learn anything while you, in your two hours off? Not so much. <laughs> back to the re- room, recouped a little bit. Nothing too exciting. You know, got some food. I mean, it's, it's a little hard to come by around here. At times. It is a little hard. Drinks even harder to come Drinks by. Drinks are a problem. They yeah, really yes, are. They are. Yeah. There's a shortage. I'm, our, I, I'm savoring You're this last there. Yeah. quarter ounce of water. I need to grab something like that and fill it up, at least get you through for a little bit. Yeah. That's a good move. They're, they're putting us through the gauntlet here as well. That's exactly the, duress is the key. Yes, right, is the key. Right, right. <laughs> Somehow we are modeling through this, and uh, we, we're starting to see some of the uh, heights and weights uh, trickle in on. on I haven't some guys. seen many of them. I'm pretty excited to dig in, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. Um, we talked about it earlier. Matt Corral coming in at, at uh, one and a half and 212 pounds. So I think that's a win for him. That's definitely a win for him. Yeah, yeah I mean I, that shocks me that he's that heavy. I mean I figured he'd be six one ish. The ankle injury he couldn't work out. Yeah, I mean, maybe, <laughs> I don't know, maybe he just benched a lot, you know, added some upper body weight. It would be a smart move. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, um, you know, we've talked a, a little bit about what we've seen in the heights and weights, and, and we just got done talking about the uh, the throwing uh, aspect of tonight's uh, yeah, workouts. Right, right. We actually get workouts tonight. Yeah, we get, yeah, right. get to actually look at some of that stuff uh, with, the, with the quarterbacks, wide receivers, and tight ends. Um, the offensive linemen coming in today to do their media part of the of this whole equation and then uh they'll get on the field tomorrow um with the running backs and fast and furious from this point starting on, to happen really. yeah it's right. all here it's all yeah. happening there was a lot of calm there before the storm you know yeah. I mean, everyone was here and there was buzz but there wasn't anything to really report or act to you know i mean now we've got heights and weights and after tonight we'll have all kinds of things to talk about one thing uh, you know we mentioned the offensive lineman i wanted to get, pick your brain on this max i know you'd like the player um linderbaum Yes, two hundred eighty-nine pounds. Oh, is that where he's listed up? at? Yeah, is yeah. that an, is that an issue? Again, we've talked about this. Like these guys who are listed at those weights in college, he may have actually been two eighty. Yeah, uh, we exactly. don't know. Um, yeah. So, what what would be a good weight for him to come in at? I would have liked to have seen him more in the mid two nineties. Um, you know, and if anything, right below three hundred probably would yeah. have been what I would have liked to have seen because I just think it, it's a um, it's not a red flag. It's an orange flag. Yeah, it's yeah there you flag. go. Right, right. It's, it's a caution flag to say, hey, how's this guy going to be? Because you have to think right now, all the circumstances are perfect. He, he went to a training facility where they focused on weight gain and gave him whey protein and creatine to make sure that he was keeping weight on and everything. But what happens when you go through two a days? Yeah. Right. And, and you're losing all of that water weight. You know, now does this guy fluctuate down into the two seventies? I, I can remember having the conversation with, with one of your former teammates, Jeff Hardings. Yes. About how difficult it was for him to maintain the weight. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, and yes, end of the year is going to be great, but yeah, those, right. that, that August, September, October, yeah. you know, where you're sweating a whole lot and then you're also trying to recover your body, but you're also trying to tussle with these 300 pounders. That's where I, I get a little worried when I see him come in a little bit lighter. I'd rather see you come in a little bit heavier this time of year, just so it knows you have the capacity to operate to do at that, that higher yeah. weight to get to that level. Um, yeah, I, I can remember. I think 
I think Harding's told me he ate like 6,000 calories a day during oh. the season to, to maintain the weight. Jeff, Jeff used to burn through food. It was, <laughs> I mean, it was amazing. He'd be in the meeting rooms. It was a shake in his hand. He's grabbing Rough. every time. There's snack time. He's eating It just something. wasn't a natural weight for him. You see him now. Oh, yeah. And he's like 220, you know, 220. That's what he Same should Same thing be. with Alan Fanica. Yeah, Fanica, yeah. Ju- Justin Hartwig. Yeah. Another guy that just, he, he, he lost, he, he stopped working out and it w- went to 230. I was like. What? But, I, like, I wish I could just. I bet a lot of you guys are like, yeah. "Oh, you're making me eat to stay this weight." I mean, so you know, and that that that's what my concern would be for him is: does he have that just weight's going to fall off? I mean, even Marquise Pouncey. I mean, that he was had still to struggle, struggle to keep the, the weight on. To keep you see Marquise on. now and and Mike both. Yeah, they're, 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 they're shredded midsize yeah. guys, you know. And so it's like, yeah, okay. So that that would be my one concern with Linda Bob, just because I I wanted to see that number have a nine in the middle and, yeah. and a little bit on the backside of that. <laughs> yeah. Let's stick with him for a minute though. I mean, he's a rare prospect. I mean, he has great leverage, hand strength, gets off the ball really well, excels in space, wins with quickness. But what if, can he be Jason Kelsey? And there aren't many of those. There's not many yeah, of those. Right. I mean, yeah, it's a gold standard. Just like asking is a, is a D tackle going to be Aaron Donald? Right. Uh, right, right, you right. Know, I mean, we're talking I, about hall of fame. Yeah, guys. Here, exactly. You know, right. So I, I think, my my problem is, yes, he has strength, and yes, you know Iowa was not exactly the most pro style. They were a run offense. I mean, yeah, that was just that's what they do. Yeah, yeah. I worry about him in the pass game with that weight and with that lateral movement, having to go take on that three hundred pounder. I think there's ways to protect him, but if I'm drafting a guy that high, I'm not thinking I need to get protection contingency yeah, right. plans in place for a center. I mean, right, yeah, for right. a center position. Right. Because I think he could be ragdolled in pass pro, especially you get with the team that is a pass heavy team, that could be a problem. And that's where most of the league is. Like there's a few exceptions, but they already have their centers. Yeah. Right. You know, so I think that's gonna be my one my one thing. I don't know how much I'm in love with those stats now. Cause what what was his what was his arms? He is. Oh, he has a That was his listed weight in college. Yeah, I don't, tr- I don't trust the listed weight. I'm gonna be right. interested to see his arm length is what it was. What I was worried about because I was watching him on yeah. the podium earlier, and he he was, you know, he he looked like a, like a like a like a pit bull. Yeah, you right. know, the arms were bent, and so I'm like, dude, can you stra- straighten? Can you straighten them out? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that's gonna be another thing. How do you create leverage on those bigger guys? Right, DJ readers of the world. Can you create that separation with your hands? Right, and that's I think why. He's looked at strictly center only. Yes. And so, you know, you, it's not like you can take him and put him at guard while he learns. Yeah, and, and, exactly. You know, like, right. like Dermani Dawson did. You know, you, okay, you have Mike yeah. Webster to learn from for the year, and then yeah. we can plug you in at center the next year. Like, I, I'm totally with you on the DJ Reader types. I mean, obviously, they're massive human beings that are hard to move for anybody. Yes. I'm more worried about Cam Hayward. Or DeForest Buckner, the long arm guys that can just go right down the middle of you. Fletcher Coxes of the world, right? Right? right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's, and they're not as rare as you think anymore. No. <laughs> you know, yeah, I mean, no. As great as Cam is, everyone has somebody that's a freak. It's Cam-ish. Yeah. Okay, right. Right. <laughs> yeah. Right. I mean, and question about him to you is your running game scheme and the way your offense is drawn up has to really factor in with him too, right? It does. Yeah. It does. And that's why I think it, it, the run emphasis has to be there. I think he's going to he's gonna excel in your zone schemes, mm-hmm. right, because he is that lighter, quicker, faster guy. Shanahan yeah. would love him. Yeah, Shanahan would love him. Yeah. Uh, Denver will probably love him. Um, you know, I question whether you can go play KC 
NFC North, AFC or NFC North football where you're getting more man and gap schemes. I've seen them mock the Ravens a lot. I'm not sure that's what they want out of the position. You know? No. no. They and, want the Ra- and Ravens like people. bigger guys. Yeah. They, they want bigger, beefier guys because they know that's what it takes in this division mm-hmm. uh, to dominate, you know, because even for us, you know, with the Steelers, we've always had bigger line. We don't have those east-west type of guys. We want guys that go north and south and that have bigger bodies that can take up space. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I see a lot of Steeler fans – pounding the table for him i'm like i just don't know that he fits here yeah no i mean and and, and honestly green to guard and you know there's well, a well i mean I, we don't de- we definitely want green to guard anyways um <laughs> no did i say that on air oh man <laughs> so I, I mean if we're looking for a center i i would just want a more established guy at center i would want i would body. want a veteran guy yeah i, I, I want to be that, that it's made all the line calls at this level and especially and, whoever's going to be back there at qb right whether it i'll let i'll be it if it is a Mason, right, or if it's somebody that you're bringing in a vet free agent, you that that's a special synergy. Because I looked at how when Rodney Hudson was added to the Arizona Cardinals, I was banging the table for the Steelers to add him. To be honest, I, I, right. I was like, how did we not get Rodney yeah. Hudson? But I digress. Exactly what they needed. Yeah. He went. He went there, and it automatically elevated the game play for the quarterback because you had a guy who knew everything and could also talk to him. When he was like, hey, I'm thinking this. I'm like, well, here, look at this. This is what I remember, and this is how this rotation is going to go. You have a guy who can have dialogue with you, and yeah. I think that's the biggest thing. You couldn't have that with Kendrick because Kendrick didn't know what he didn't know yeah. at the time. Throwing another rookie in the same mix isn't solving it's the problem. It doesn't solve right, the problem. Right, right. It does not build yeah. strength. Right, right. Is a guy like a, a guy that I've been advocating for, James Daniel from the Bears. Um, he's 24. He'll be going on to his second contract. Pretty good player at this point. Yeah, ascending, ascending. Came into the, the league as a center. He's play. He's he's he's, he's a little his, on the shorter side. Cut his teeth center, at guard though. Guard, yeah. yeah, gotten better. Is, is that the guard. kind? Of, is that veteran enough to add to this group? I think when you look at everybody else around him, it, it is. He at least is the adult in the room that has yeah. that requisite I mean, he's experience. Got, he's got. Four years of starting experience. Exactly. And, yeah. and but he's not the 32 year old Ryan Jensen that has a Super Bowl ring and played for the right. You know, he's not, yeah. he's still a different beast than I that. I mean, ideally, right. over the years when the Steelers have gone out and gotten a free agent, a guy in free agency, it's been that guy who's going to a second contract. Mm-hmm. They've yeah. not been a team that's gone out and signed a 30 year old guy to come in. And, you know, a guy going on to his third contract, that's typically when they're looking to And they're going to be on. one of the youngest teams yeah. in the league this year. Yeah. You know, I mean, I think they want to keep that 100%. You know, build this thing with youth. Yeah, and, and for the offensive line, you want guys to grow together, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, because you've blown this up, and now we're at base floor. So it's like, let's build pieces that can be here four, five, yeah. six, seven years. You just rented years. Trey Turner for the year. Yeah. And, and do you want to go that route again with a guy who might only be there for a year or two? Or yeah, do you and want- it was a last-second Band-Aid, too. Yeah. I mean, you know, for a problem that you didn't anticipate happening three months before that. And I think that's where you kind of have to do I love the James Daniel pick because, like you said, he he's mature enough mm-hmm. where he can be the leader. And he has enough experience that he's seen he's seen a lot, but the rest of your room, right? He has he he's also the most experienced, yeah, in that situation. Yet so that, still that, a young that, guy that's and still young yeah. enough to to that to you communicate. can you can sign him for a you know four year deal and and you know you're going to get all four years out of him. Exactly, exactly. Because even I think back, I mean, I remember the transition between Jeff and when we eventually got to Pouncey, we had Justin Hartwig and Sean Mayhem. Yeah, both younger guys, but one of them had to make that decision. You know, Sean didn't work out after a year, but Justin did. And then when Justin got on that wrong side of 30, boom, you have Pouncey come in. Yeah. 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 Interesting. Now, the whole O-line puzzle, I think, is an interesting one. 
and it absolutely has to include a veteran that isn't on the team. But there, I don't know that there's – it's not going to be a quick fix. I mean, it's not right. going to be a great line next year. I mean, no, but they I, could I, grow together. Right, I mean, yeah. Left guard and left tackle could grow together. They're yeah. already starting to, you know. It's it's Yeah, and the, the other thing that makes it interesting this year in my eyes is the fact that – I don't know that we get to see the Matt Canada offense – Right in 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 twenty twenty one. That's so a I don't, massive. Wild people ask card, me all the time, "What are they looking? What are they looking to do here?" I don't know. I think it's hard to figure that out. Yeah, you know because and we didn't have tra- there was no training. You know, we couldn't sit down and pick Matt's brain Good at point. training camp. Where Good I would, point. you know, maybe I'd sit and talk with him for twenty minutes about, okay, how do you view this? You know, everything that we've done over the last, you know, the, since he's been with the team the last two years has been via Zoom type stuff or right, right. or via you know a stand up outside the on the football field. Those, those are the things that you miss in training camp, you know, sitting there and talking to a, a position coach for 15, 20 minutes about, you know, how do they, how do you view this? And so we don't know what Matt Canada's offense exact might exactly look like in 2022. Well, and he inherited the quarterback and he had to play to the quarterback strength right. too. He doesn't, now he's going to contribute into picking the next one. Yeah. And I, I think the biggest thing, you know, is like you said, it's having those moments where you get to see the process, you know, because, there's a lot of things we can speculate about because we haven't seen them. And when you go to training camp, well, you're going to see it, you know, because yeah. you're in the you're in the lunchroom with those guys. You know, you can go pull up a table like you said, Dale, and have that 15 minute conversation because we're all here stuck on the island. Right. <laughs> you know, <laughs> so you get to know guys a lot better so that you can be more understanding when you're watching things as opposed to, like I said, we're guessing from the press box or from a sideline view and nobody even knows what he's thinking and he's up in the press box but right. he's isolated so i mean it's just such a big thing to under try and figure out what is it going to look like because we didn't get a clear picture of it this year because it was what ben was capable of and what of course canada wanted to do and it never seemed like they never connected a lot, yeah, a no. lot. Right, right. and you wonder if that was maybe because canada was up there in the press box and not on the sidelines able to communicate clearly and doing it through playing a game of telephone, or if it's, okay, I know I'm going to be up here and a guy that's cool with that, and then also with Sullivan, right? Yeah. Becoming closer with that connection because Sullivan's so much younger than Ben. Ben probably didn't want to listen to him all the time, and even though he thought he was a great guy, but it's like at the end of the day, I need somebody who's in the trenches with me that I can talk to, and he didn't have that veteran quarterback as well. I think a lot of our listeners think of Matt Cannon and go, oh, he's going to put in – a lot of unbalanced lines and motions and play actions. Okay, he probably will. But there's a lot more to it than that. I mean, that's window dressing. You know, what's, yeah. what I don't what's know the, What's is, the core? What's, what's, the, what's, the, what's the, the foundation? Yeah, what, what is this going to be? What yeah. base philosophy yeah. that you operate from? Because right. there's always got to be a core. Yeah. It's always got to be a core is right now. And I don't know that. Because, yeah. like, it's, you know, and Dale and I were talking about this. When I watch the games, you know, when I'm going back and recapping the film, I'm like, usually your first 15 plays usually set up the rest of your game plan and then it's sure. just variance off of it yeah like shanahan i think it's, yeah or peyton or those guys exactly I mean, masters and i did and i didn't see even with with ba and Wiz, right they they had their own way of showing you something in the beginning and then tweaking just a little bit with emotion or some way the set is is presented and still getting the same thing i didn't see that yeah it looked yeah. like everything was new and he was just throwing things on a wall it did get that to feeling, see right. to, to see what they were going to do and then when they couldn't do it they just scrapped it yeah. instead of saying you know what let's try this again later in the game yeah, right because we now know what they're we now know what the defense is likely to do when we give them that look 
Exactly. So now make that make that adjustment off of that and and make it successful. I keep play. bringing up Shanahan, but all the the real X's and O offensive gurus will tell you from the naked eye it all looks the same, but there's these little tweaks, these tiny little angles, or use checks to use just a little different, and those things make all the difference. I mean, yeah, exactly. Game inches, you know. Yeah. Sit, instead of lining him up to the left in a wing position, motion him to that position, mm-hmm. and maybe he gets a little bit wider this time. To have a better crack angle. Yeah. I mean, all those little things. But you'll be like, oh, it looks the same. <laughs> sure. If you're sitting there just watching on TV. Mm-hmm. Or it's the same every exactly. time I play right. Madden. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, listen, I mean, you know, my creative player running back, you know, this all 99s, you know, he, he has no good. problem yeah. with this. Yeah, <laughs> I just run the same play over and over again, and they can't right. stop it. Yeah, exactly. And I can go hit pause and use the bathroom and get a beer and think it over. Yeah, what do I want to run here on fourth and one? Exactly. Yeah. Bo Jackson on Tech Mobile. You know, mm-hmm. it's like Untouchable. whatever he yeah. does. Can't touch him. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to take a break. Our combine coverage is presented by First National Bank. Let's get started. Member FDIC. I'm Dale Lally here with Max Starks and Matt Williamson. Uh, this is not quite the drive. It's kind of the drive. Uh, we are live at the NFL Scouting Combine. We're here uh, again uh Tomorrow and on Saturday, uh, Saturday show, a, a kind of a truncated one from 10 to 1. We're here in t- today until 4. We're expected to be joined by uh, Cam Hayward at 3.30-ish, somewhere in that range. Uh, but we're going to take a break, and we'll be back with more right after this. Live from Indianapolis, this is continuing coverage of the 2022 NFL Combine on Steelers Nation Radio. Our combine coverage is brought to you by First National Bank. Let's get started. Member FDIC. I'm Dale Lally here with Matt Williamson and Max Starks. Uh, we're all, of course, of the uh, Steelers radio network and uh, various other things that we, uh-huh. that we all do. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, guys, we're, we're into deep into the combine now. We're going to get some workouts tonight. One position we haven't really touched on at all. In, in this uh, whole deal. I know, Max, you mentioned Sauce Gardner earlier um, today, but we haven't gotten much into the cornerback group as a whole. And it's yeah. kind of a, a spot where even the Steeler free agents, and, I mean, there's going to – it's an interesting spot right now for this team. It really is. I mean, because when you look at it, uh, Joe Hayden, unrestricted free agent, 32 years old. You know, what do you do with Joe? I mean, he's been a mm-hmm. he's been a great player for them. Again, you, you want to keep some of those veteran leaders in the locker room and he's one of those. But how you know, what's that worth to you? Uh, Akella Weatherspoon came in last year and and played well when he got on the field uh, toward the end of the season, actually led the NFL in, in passer rating against. against yeah. Uh, and so you have that. Um, you know, then you, you start looking at a guy like Arthur Millette, who came in and played some slot for you last year. Also an unrestricted free agent. Yeah. Uh, you know, so right now it's it's Cam Sutton, Justin Lane, and who's to say? You yeah. know, James Pierre still hanging around. But, uh, you know, you're not going to go into the season next year with those three. No, absolutely not. So do you add in this draft at that position or do you do you look free agent more for that? Uh, I, th- I think and here's the thing. Cornerbacks get paid so much. Yeah. So yeah. It, it's tough to say free agencies there. I think if you have some guys that over probably overvalued themselves that are sitting there you know week three week four of free agency yeah you get some value adds but i think you ha- you have to go young you have to go find a cornerback in this draft and you know it, sauce Gardner's is not going to be there that no, will sure, be the sure. unequivocal one but i think yeah day Derek two, stingley's day three, probably not going to be he's no. not going to be here <laughs> so you know you start looking at other guys you know maybe a sakir elam 
from Florida, Alante Taylor. You know, you start looking at some other guys, Webb, um, that are going to be those day two, solid day three guys. Um, and try, I'm sorry, de- solid day two, second, third round pick guys yeah. um, to find value there. I think that's where you're, you're looking to hit. So you're looking at that second tier, still very good. But, you know, you probably want to get somebody that's younger because it's going to cost you a lot less. Yeah. The, the tough thing for the Steelers has always been because they've been cornerback needy since you played. Yes, exactly. <laughs> that's always been yeah. the mm-hmm. the problem is they just value pass rush more than they do corners. They do. You know, I mean, it's yeah. something to do with and it. And when, when your average draft pick in the Kevin Colbert era is 24th, you're not getting Joe Hayden. No. He's going 10th right. overall. You're, just, you know, you're not yeah, getting you're not getting these these high JC Horn we right. talked about, right? right you're right, not right. getting those guys. Yeah, there's no, the, you're there's not. a sauce gardener every year and he's not gonna make it yeah. twenty four. You know, I mean there's just rare. Here's my take on the corner position. I don't know if they can pull it off because there's a lot of things to do with money. But in the mornings the last two days, Jerry and I have really talked about leadership on this team. It would hurt me to lose Hayden in that regard. And yes. I don't know if he'd pay for a little less. Could you get them on a one-year deal? That's how I would approach them. But even more of a priority, I don't want Weatherspoon Weatherspoon walking out that door. I mean, I think this is the last time you can get him at a reasonable price. I'm not saying he's going to be Dion or Rod Woodson, but he's an outside corner that more than proved himself. And if I can go into next year with Witherspoon, Hayden, and Sutton basically as my slot, I can live with a fifth round guy and then maybe next year it's a first round guy. You know yeah. what I mean? Especially if the pass rush is where it has been. I, that's what yeah. I would try to shoot for. Yeah. I just, I, it's, it's going to be really tough to convince both of them. That's right, the thing, right. To take that value. So as long as I hit one of those two, then I can live with one. I can live with one. And then now I go day two mm-hmm. and I, fi- and right, I right, find right, me right. that corner, right? That, that, that can be that guy. And then after that, then now I'm taking a later corner because I already have my two. I can depend on yeah. Sutton slash whoever draft pick inserted kid is, or if somebody falls to us, you know, that, that we didn't expect. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you got to take it right now. The thing is too, if you, if you only get horn or Witherspoon and you already have Sutton, you could take an outside guy or you could take a slot. You know, I mean, it's exactly. not like I only can take one style of corner. With all respect to Justin Lane, I mean, can you count on him? I mean, he's going to be in here. Maybe he takes a step forward, but I don't think you can look at him and say, I'm trusting him for valuable playing time yet or ever. Yeah. I mean, who knows? Yeah, yeah, no, no, everything no. you get out of him is a bonus. But I mean, yeah, you're, you're talking about a guy who was a third round pick at the cornerback position mm-hmm. after the, the position had been pretty well picked over i mean that's sure. just the way that's the reality of the situation right and it's it's where they always find themselves um you know you have a, another need somewhere else and you're not going to reach to take a cornerback just to take a cornerback if you've got the cornerback uh you know you're picking at 24 and the top three four cornerbacks are gone you're not going to take the fifth guy at, at the 24 who's on your board is 48th yeah, you know, exactly. Just, that, that's how you run into trouble. Yeah, and, and, I, and that's what we see year in and year out, right? You get those runs, and then everybody feels like, oh, my God, I got to get this guy. I got to get this guy right now. Yeah, yeah. And you create that frenzy, and it's like, I was rushing to get this because everybody else got it, and I didn't get I didn't get the ones like the other guys got, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, my toy's not as shiny. <laughs> <laughs> my bet is, too, is when draft day rules around, rolls around, there's going to be two or three more posi- two or three positions ahead of corner on the pecking order. It's tackle, quarterback whatever it might be, linebacker, wide receiver, Defensive nose tackle. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I, I just don't – I'd be really shocked if that's a top 
the round one pick, but maybe even round two. Because I mean, you, yeah. you, I mean, you're looking at maybe tackle, you know. one of the two Washington guys, Trent McDuffie or Kyler Gordon. Sure. Uh, you know, yeah. and, you the know, Clemson kid. Andrew you know, Booth at right, Clemson. Right, right. You know, that's yeah. who you're you're likely to get there if you go corner cornerback in the first round. Not that they're bad prospects. Not at all. But, right. you know, they're not the top two guys. No, you know. they're, they're, they're not. They're not what you really need and want. <laughs> You know, I did a study uh, two years ago before the season started. I, I was just curious. Um, you know, the Steelers at the time had Joe Hayden and, and Steven Nelson as their starting cornerbacks. So I did a study. I looked at every team in the league, who their starting cornerbacks were, and whether they had been drafted in-house or they were free agents. And over half of the starting cornerback duos in the league were acquired in free agency. So yeah. Dale and I did this when when he did the study. We obviously did the drive and talked about it. And collectively, we kind of came up with, well, why is that? And my thoughts on it are corners fail early. <laughs> I mean, that's a really hard position. Come in the league, a lot's expected of you're you. You're going to get thrown at like crazy. You're going to get thrown at like crazy. <laughs> Especially, you're, gonna, you're usually going to get the draw of the best right receiver on the field. Right. Yeah, they're so, going to match you. Yeah. They're going to get you matched up. Yeah. You know, And you have to prove yourself right away. I mean, you have one get bad game where everyone's picking on you. Well, the next month, you're going to get picked on. Exactly. And therefore, maybe your fifth-year option is in pay. It picked up, and you have a better stint in team number two. Yeah. You know? yeah. Well, you get to – or you can, quote, unquote – erase the history right i get a clean sheet sure at a new spot or unless you're eli apple it just continues to travel with <laughs> yeah, right. but I but mean, you keep getting those chances I mean, nelson had some rocky moments in kc yeah. and you know i mean just it's, it's 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 a tough position it's yeah, a I mean, very tough position and you it's a lot mature. like tackle really yeah, i mean one-on-one -on -one playing defense you know well, and and you and you mature through the process you know that's mm -hmm. the other thing and then scheme matters how well, much scheme am, matters a lot yeah yeah am i am i a cover two corner that you're asking me to play more cover one, right? And I'm more man than I am zone because there's some guys, the Richard Shermans of the world, right? Yeah. I only play on one side of the ball and I play this way and that is it. Yeah, you know, I don't travel. I don't. I don't go follow the best receiver. I play this side of the ball. Yeah, but that's few, why when a few corners talking, are allowed to dictate yeah. that and actually say, or get lucky enough that their coach doesn't get fired while they're on day two or year two of their contract and they come in and bring a totally different scheme in and you have to learn whether you like it or not or they yeah. get to the point in Sherman's career where he can pick and choose his scheme. You know, like I'm, going, I'm probably going to the Hall of Fame. I mean, I, I don't have yeah. to play right now. You know, the people who are that saying advantage. that the Steelers should sign him last year in free agency, I'm like, I don't know that he fits here with no. what they want to do. I don't think so. No, he, yeah. he, he, he doesn't fit that scheme. I mean, you need somebody that's going to be versatile, that's going to be tough and can consistently tackle. I mean, yeah. that's what tackling is big for them. Tackling yeah. is huge for them because you have to have a guy that's fearless. I mean, you know, for everything that we said, but I, I, I was not afraid to go down and, yeah. and, and tackle a guy, mm -hmm. you know. So I think that's how you kind of have to look at it. And you see, Joe's not afraid to put his face in the right. Cam's definitely not afraid to put his face in that's the That's the one right. drawback I have with Witherspoon Yeah, is that uh, the physicality isn't mm -hmm. quite what you typically get out of a Steelers cornerback. He's built a little different right. than those guys, yeah. too. He's a little more angular. Now, know, maybe that changes. Team. You didn't have him in training camp last year. No. He joined the party late. Maybe a year in camp. Hey, Kello, this is how we play the game. An off season but to it, really sink in those yeah, theories, yeah. yeah. But if because he has a size, Nick Chubb's coming yeah. around the edge, or Mixon, or Dobbins, or you know, you got to step up. I mean, yeah. that, that's it's There's no high no right, There's right. no business decisions to be made outside <laughs> of just executing the business at hand. <laughs> yeah, that's the one thing you could say about Joe Hayden. He is not afraid to to throw the body around and stick his nose in there. 
and do those kind of things. And, you know, sometimes that means you're, you're taking on a, a, an offensive tackle who's pulling out there to come get you. And yes. you gotta, you gotta find a way to get the job done. Exactly. Do, it's get off the train tracks, but also derail the train. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think it's a harder and harder position all the time. The rules aren't very favorable to you. You can't no. put your hands on guys, especially compared to college. To me, that's another massive transition these guys have to deal with is, man, I got away with holding these guys a little more in college and now I'm getting flagged left and right. And they're picking on me. I mean, it's a kind of a vortex yeah. of. Bad stuff coming. They never your way call right offensive pass interference. Like these guys, <laughs> holdings yeah. legal. No offense, offensive lineman, but holdings legal. And you know, no, no one's talking about erroneous, erroneous. It's called clutching when it's legal. It's holding when it's illegal. And then the other thing is too, these quarterbacks can hit a pinpoint. Yeah. You know, even when my coverage is great. Oh, I just gave up a twenty-yard gain. I did everything right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Aaron Rodgers hits Adams on a back shoulder face. What am I supposed to do? Yeah, or you hit him and you're literally draping the dude, but it hits him right right here and he falls on top of it mm -hmm. and it comes complete. Yeah. You're just like, I don't know what else to do without, that, without getting a position. penalty. Because <laughs> the receivers are better than most of the guys you faced in college. Yeah. You know, that's just the, oh, yeah. the reality of the situation. You're seeing a stud day in and day out. Um, and it's just – I think it's the hardest position to play yeah. in the NFL because the rules are completely set up against you. Yeah, no, I, rough. I, I would say defensive back's probably the toughest – one of all of them and then you know and then of course you know the tackle position the left tackle i'll say hat the left tackle and then of course the occasion when you get the tj watts of the world the right tackle comes into play yeah. but that left tackle has the same thing right you're the island the referee's right behind you you've got to be as right as possible you can't just melange the bodies because that pass rusher is rushing wide on you. Yeah. Unless so, it's James Harrison, and then you can clothesline him. Yeah. Well, or he just traps your elbow. And you can't even. You can't even put really properly hold him without falling on top of him. I don't know. If we have time for this discussion, Max. But Dale and I have talked about it a lot over the years. You and Joe Hayden don't look anything alike. You know. Yeah. But I think both your positions are very similar in that it's highly reactionary. You know, you're you're really yeah. playing defense and protection, just yeah. like a corner is. You know, I'm trying to mirror this guy or you know follow what he's doing, keep him out of the way of the football or my quarterback or whatever. But combine week really stands out to me that in this league, the discrepancy athletically of the defensive lineman over the offensive lineman is greater than I've ever seen it, and the next biggest discrepancy are these receivers versus corners. I mean, there are the elite ones, the sauce gardeners and the single Terry's that go yeah. high, but there's also the third round dude. That's a good athlete and holding on for dear life. But every team has, you know, we were just talking bagels. They got Boyd, they got Higgins, they got, you know, chase, you know, that's not uncommon. Pick so, your poison. Right? Yeah. I mean, just the athletic discrepancies at those two positions right now is pretty great, especially with the big men. Well, no, especially in the big man. I mean, yeah. that's one of the things that we've kind of been, trying to combat over the last I'd say four years is the evolution of the position right we always think about the evolution of how each of these positions have gone and you've seen great strides in wide receivers you've yeah, seen right. great strides in the tight end outside of rules what the, what the tight end body type is is not traditional linebackers pass rushers and then even for your d tackles right with with the advent of the geno atkins to aaron donald phase of undersized d lineman that can just rip you apart geno atkins was a third round pick exactly he came out this year to go fifth oh no question <laughs> you know yeah, I mean? yeah he's one of your top pass rushers right so but yeah you're right cornerback has not because right and with an offensive lineman that's a pass protector 
we're backpedaling and reacting to what the other person is. They're dictating the fight to us, mm -hmm. and you're always wrong and partially right. And whatever decision you make, and you're trying to keep, quote, unquote, the half-man relationship as an offensive lineman. You're trying to keep his, his inside half with your outside half so you can give him a one-way go. And same thing with the corner, right? I want to direct and jam you, mm -hmm. but then it's like after five yards, get your hands off. Yeah, right, Don't right. Don't touch him, and now you have to use your body. And this guy, you could be parallel with him, and now you give him a two-way go. You want to bracket him to the sidelines, right? Because it adds an actual. That actually helps you a little. It helps bit. you a the little bit. Tackles don't have that help, you know, yeah, on yeah. the sideline. But they, they, and for me, it's it's traveling into the inside to the guard, right? Getting him in the B gap inside, and hopefully the guard's still there, body presence wise. So it, it's just it's tough to do that because, like you said, it's the island mentality. I'm by myself with this person. And they have everything at their disposal. I got to react to it. So you're never truly right unless until it does work or the quarterback gets the ball off or they don't throw in your direction. Yeah. And if that guy beats you once, you had a bad you game. Had a bad you had game. a horrible <laughs> game. Like a hockey goalie. They only remember. Yeah. yeah, right. Like can't do anything right. You stopped him the other 60 plays in the game. And on 61, he got a sack. And all of a sudden, you stink. Yeah, and he's going. He's on. He's on. He's over there dancing. Right, yeah. right. And he's got a big so million dollar bonus. You made one play the entire game. And then the back of the corner position, then these damn offense coordinators take Tyree Kill and put him in the slot and give him a two-way go or, or put him field. in motion, yeah. and I can't even get my hands on him to start with. Like, you know, exactly. Yeah, thanks a lot. They, yeah. You know what the challenge is? So they're like, we're going to try and make it as advantageous to us. Let's put the guy in the worst quandary at all possible. Yeah. Two-way go against Tyreek. I mean, or him in motion, and I got to try to catch up with him before the ball snaps. And on. I know he's faster than me. Oh, he's faster. Yeah, right. Exactly. That's yeah. when you're taking a baseball bat to, to his ankles. <laughs> <laughs> right. Just I'm cutting you every time <laughs> I see you. <laughs> We're going to take another break here. Our combine coverage is presented by First National Bank. Let's get started. Member FDIC. I'm here with Max Starks and Matt Williamson. I'm Dale Lolly. Uh, we are live at the NFL Scouting Combine here in Indianapolis. So we'll start to see some uh, workouts tonight here as the quarterbacks, uh, wide receivers, and running backs uh, get on the field. Uh, but we'll be back with more right after this. Live from Indianapolis, this is continuing coverage of the 2022 NFL Combine on Steelers Nation Radio. We are back. Our Combine coverage is presented by First National Bank. Let's get started. Member FDIC, Dale Lolly here with uh, Max Starks and Matt Williamson. Uh, getting into uh, day three. Of, day three for us? Yeah. Yeah, day three um, of Combine coverage. Day four since we've been here. So, yes, exactly. Yeah. We leave on Saturday. I've got my days all mixed up every time so far. <laughs> it's all the, I've honestly checked my phone twice to see is today Thursday. Or I'm Friday? like a I hamster really on a on a wheel here. You just get up, do the same thing, this, you know, over and over again. Yep. And, exactly. Groundhog Day. Yeah. It's good stuff. <laughs> but you get into the groove, and and so you know, so it works. But uh, lots of stuff happening here around the league uh, as well as we mentioned in a previous segment. There, the NFL sending out a memo to all 32 teams that uh, it is lifting COVID-19 protocols immediately. Oh, I didn't hear that. Immediately. Right. And so uh, that means that, um, well, there's the potential to uh, have open locker rooms. There's a potential for teams to actually bring these, these guys into the buildings and have visits with them. Uh, dare we say business as usual? Dare we say. <laughs> yeah. Tentatively? It's dare, dare. Okay. It's not tentatively. Yeah. It's effective immediately. Okay. I mean, so that uh, mean we've been under these restrictions. Yeah. And, I mean, it's back to what it was before I ever heard the word COVID. Is that basically what they're saying? It appears that might be the case. And so I think that's wow. a welcome. Um, sh it should be welcomed by everyone. I can't. I know that, uh, that the Steelers, 
the media room at the at the Rooney UPMC Rooney Sports Complex has been taken over by the offensive line um, <laughs> to use as a meeting room because it's, oh, really? it's a big space in yeah, there. Yeah, right. Yeah. Um, so it'll be interesting group. to see how that works. <laughs> you just go back to where we were before. <laughs> Imagine, right? But yeah. it, it just from a from a logistical standpoint, these last two years had to be a nightmare for NFL teams trying to. Man. You know, living under these protocols and 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 Just I think get what the Steelers it. dealt with last year with all the ch- we're going to play on Wednesday, we're going to play on Tuesday, we're going to play you know just all that kind of stuff. That's a lot harder. People realize. I yeah, mean, Max, explain explain to us about like you get ready to play a game. You spend I, your time. You spend your time leading up to the game, preparing to play the game. It was supposed to be on a, a, a Thursday against the Ravens, so you're getting ready to play. It's the Ravens. Yeah, it's the Ravens. It's a short week. It's a short week. <laughs> so you see, you you know going into it. Okay, you play you play Sunday. Monday is kind of the get right day. Yeah. Tuesday you're practicing. Yeah, and, and even Monday Monday's a heavy install day. Yeah, you know in that situation, right? In, in the get right day, and then yeah, the next thing you do Tuesday morning. Now now we're actually getting after it. This is like a hybrid Wednesday Thursday, and then. You know, that 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 then that Tuesday is your Thursday, Friday. And then the day before on Wednesday, you're not you're not playing. And then you're like, wait a second. Yeah. Uh, now we're not playing. We're not we're not playing. And then they said, OK, we're going to do I this. On, that all it's going to be on a and it, was, and it was supposed to be a Thanksgiving Day game. Yeah. So you made, you know, made plans with family your family plans or yeah. told them not to come. Right. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> Depending on how it was. And then now it's like, oh. I get to be home for Thanksgiving, but guess what? We have practice. Now you got practice Thursday morning, yeah. right? You know, instead mm-hmm. instead of instead of playing a game at night, and then it's like, oh, the day after Friday, I'm not getting that. I'm not getting that three day weekend. You know that you that you, you plan for the half by. Yeah. So now I got to cancel whatever family plans I was doing, and you're waiting it out. Essentially, you're going to practice. And it's like, how hard do I go and practice? Because I don't know when the you didn't game even know if that game was going to be played. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Right, and then it was right, like, right. are yeah. we going to cancel? Are we playing? But we need to stay prepared. But then, okay, now we're starting to bleed into prep for the following game that we're supposed to be anticipating. So it, it, it's a bit, it's a big upheaval in the process, and and I can't even begin to fathom how those guys had to deal with that. You know, you speak to them, and guys tell you about the adjustments, but it's a different thing living it versus verbalizing it, right? Yeah. I mean, because sure. mentally and physically, like you. You know, for us, you your get creatures a habit. Your creatures a habit, and you also <laughs> get into a mode where it's almost like autopilot on how your body's going to regenerate and be good enough to play the next week. But then, when you kind of try and speed it up, then you slow it down, then you speed it up, and then you get like a Tuesday night game, and you're like, "But I still have my game at Sunday one o'clock." Yeah. So and now nobody cares if the next head. game's going on, no matter what. No matter what. I mean, having never played the game and then being affiliated with teams, it shocked me a lot of creatures of habit, like Dale said. How strict creatures of habit football players and maybe even more so football coaches are. You know, like yes. Thursday at two p.m., I'm going to be here every week. You know, Wednesday at six o'clock in the morning, I'm going to be doing this. I mean, and you mess with that. They really disliked it. <laughs> yeah, no, right, right. And you get disgruntled. I mean, you, yeah. you, you get real, real angry about it because I know, like for me, I knew that every Thursday night I was I was getting my acupuncture. And I was getting my massage. Mm-hmm. Same person, same place, right, right. same time slot. Week two, week six. For week nine years. Right? Yeah. For nine years, right? <laughs> for nine years. <laughs> and I had my 
one or two adjustments because if it's a Thursday night game or we get a Monday night game. Like those are mm-hmm. only But real you knew that ahead of time. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah I have a schedule right, right. and right. I plan for it mentally. So then you get there, you tell me it's Thursday and then now, now it well it might it might be Sunday. Okay, maybe we'll, we might not get the game. Oh, okay, we're going on Tuesday. What? I am pissed yeah. because it has you messed prepared with differently. my mental and my physical, my biomechanical, my body's used to this. Like, it knows to have that shock in its system. I know that one time a year I'm going to get Thursdays, maybe one to two Monday night games where it delays so I get a little bit more recovery. Never on the lesser side. You always plan for the least amount of recovery, and then you work from there. But a Monday nighter, you still treat it like your normal routine. It's just I know that I have that extra day built in there. And yeah. that's maybe a little bit more rest at nighttime. Maybe I don't have to watch as much film as late in the evening, so I can get a little bit more rest at night sleeping. But that's it. Anything else other than that, when you have to herky, jerky, kind of my schedule is just all out of whack, that's that's when you get guys that go into a tailspin. So pretty much every minute of the week is planned, you know, and, yes. and, you, and you've given a lot of thought and detail that what's what's best for me, this is what's best for the team. Where you know, am I going to be like a practice How are we my, doing My this? wife always says, as somebody who's, covered the league now for 29 years she always likes it more in football so even even though i'm working more hours she knows exactly what my schedule is exactly yes, right. because it's the same thing every week predictability <laughs> right know, she it? know okay tuesday's press conference day wednesdays you're down at the facility in the morning and you're there all day and then you know mm-hmm. it's it, i do the same thing every week and so it becomes you know habitual yeah, you, yeah. you know even Everyone though you're around you yeah you know, even though you're working those too, those 60 right. hours a week I know what I know what I'm doing, so there's no surprises. I mean, there may be a story surprise or something like that, but I know exactly where I'm going to be every week, and I know where the trips are and all that kind of stuff. And again, I you, you fall into habits like that as well when you when you cover that's that kind Plus of situation. Plus, he likes it better when you're out of the house. Well, there's that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right, he won't be here between two and four. Okay, got <laughs> it. Got I can relax, there. but yeah. I, but I think but and and that that's also you know the rigors of sports in general, right? Yeah. Everybody likes a routine. We like predict. We don't like variability. And that's what you can get with maybe some other sports, like if you're in track and field or something like that, you know, whether you're in heat one to heat five, right. you know, there, there's that variability, but you also know when you're going to run. But sports is a very methodical thing, a very ritualistic type of thing, because you know the when the game's going to be played. You know, it has these three variable days, Thursday, Saturday, uh, Sunday, and Monday. When you, and Saturdays are, are always, but that's at the end of the year. That's like yeah. that's like bonus stuff. Mm-hmm. But that's what you're anticipating. When you get any day out of those three potential days out of the week and it's not listed, <laughs> forget it. Think I mean, about so, like the Raiders this year had a game that was pushed back. They were on the plane. Yeah, getting right, ready right, to right, fly right, right. out and they canceled the game. Like canceled the game on them mid Well, Arizona. Arizona was the other one. They were flying mid-flight and the plane turned Turn around. around. I mean, and nobody knew until they were, you know, you got the little screen on your screen. It's like, why are we making a U-turn? Right. Your, your immediate like, thought is, what the hell's wrong with the plane? Yeah, exactly. I'm like, are we making an emergency landing? Is that what we're doing right now? But the coach is probably like, we could have practiced today if I'd have known this ahead of time. I could have got yeah. something positive done. I could have watched some more film. Right. I could have broke down anything. tape. Right. Or at least get the guys some more treatment. Right. Mm-hmm. There's so many other things. So it, it that that's the one thing, you know, obviously 
it's been a century since we've ever had to deal with a pandemic of this magnitude. Right. So we have no requisite experience. Yeah. But it's still it's one of those things where you're expecting high performance from a consumer standpoint and from another step and from a TV and ob- obligatory. You know, we paid money for this and stuff. But then there's a the human element where it's like. This is a break to us, too, because trust me, we want to perform at said time during those said parameters. And now we're changing that, mm-hmm. which brings me to this week and really draft time in general. Like, yeah, you guys are creatures of habit as players week two, week three, week four. But you also for much of your life, high school, college, your off seasons are similar, except for this one, because yeah. season you're done playing football. You're not going to touch another. You know, you're not going to play a, a, in a game. Until for quite a while, but I have to prepare my resume athletically, all the above, unlike I ever have in an offseason before. And then no one's ever been to a senior bowl. No one's ever been to an all-star game, let alone this place where it's just drag you by your ear place after place after place in, in the biggest, you know, uh, interview of your life. I mean, I think sometimes we put too much emphasis on these events because this isn't what they're asked to do in the pros. No, you're not asked to do this. And let's face it. And you also have to do this in essentially your underwear. Right. The world watching. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> While the world is watching and, and, it, and, and their margin of error is so small because like you said, 10th of a second off on my 40. Oh man, he blew it. <laughs> right. <laughs> it just cost you a couple milli, but <laughs> right, right, right. exactly. So I think that, that that's where it, it, it's that pressure cooker. It's not reality, but that's why we, we get on them. Like, these drills aren't that meaningful to us, right? And, and most of the evaluators, it's just a confirmation or denial what I already have conceived about you. But at the same time, this is your first introduction to the world now because this is televised. Mm-hmm. They yeah. did change these workouts to the nighttime. So now the media public has instant consumption and they can give their knee-jerk reactions on all these different social platforms that can either build you up or tank you immediately. As can everybody sitting back home watching. Yes, because absolutely. of social media now. Yeah, you know? right. everybody has access. My mom never saw me run a forty <laughs> or watch me bench press. And everybody's like, an expert, of course. Yeah, right, and everybody's yeah. an expert. Why don't you tuck your elbows in a little more? <laughs> Get out of here, mom. <laughs> Our combine coverage is presented by First National Bank. Let's get started. Member FDIC. I'm Dale Lally here with Max Starks and Matt Williamson live at the NFL Scouting Combine here in Indianapolis. And uh, well, we're getting into our uh, our final hour of coverage here. Yeah. Uh, at the top of the hour here, we're expecting uh, to get Cam Hayward here in the final hour. So don't you go anywhere. You won't want to miss that. Uh, but we'll be back with more right at after this.